Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the SBK Betting Podcast, where each week we endeavour to bring you the best insight and tips ahead of the weekend's racing action. And last week, a difficult weekend to follow on from the four winners from Ascot, Weatherby and Down Royal. But our two men, James Norman and Ross Miller, were on the scoreboard again. Ross scored with the very impressive brewing up a storm. Uh, Confidence and faith restored in this horse who looked back to his very best. And we all collectively reveled in So Raw's victory, a really popular winner. And he, of, of course, is excelling with this good ground surface, which is essentially what we will have this weekend, weekend at Cheltenham for the November meeting. Always hotly anticipated. A lot of excitement around some potential new stars. And it is all about potential for the future. Who are we going to see? Horses coming back off of long layoffs, a lot of horses that have switched into new yards as well. And so there's plenty for us to get digging into. And we are really excited to get cracking. So James Millman, Ross Miller, thank you for joining joining me again today. James, I'll come to you first because in in general, this weekend, always a a brilliant uh, event at Cheltenham. Everyone uh, loves to be back at the home of uh, national hunt racing small fields means that we're going to have to bypass a couple of races uh, which has been a sort of a theme over the last couple of weeks that we've had these match races it is a bit of a disappointment isn't it it's a disappointment but not probably a surprise Jess to be honest because we struggle with strength and depth in the UK as a whole and unfortunately it's been a real dry autumn so far we've had a couple of days where it's been heavy rain and then you've had weeks 10 days where there's been absolutely nothing which is what you want for jump horse at this stage of the year it is a shame. It's not a surprise. Cheltenham has got cracking drainage, which is brilliant for when the, the heavens open. But unfortunately, even for this time of year, it can be a bit quick and, and no surprise people are waiting. Yeah. So I mentioned that as third time lucky, we'll only be taking on a couple of horses um, on Saturday in the nov- in the grade two novices chase. But a race where we do have a really good lineup is, and as always, the Paddy Power Gold Cup, which looks to be, again, a race to savour. And just really delighted that we've got horses like Protectorat running in this race, sort of making it feel like it's got that depth in terms of quality and also um, horses that quite, they're quite happy their connections to run around here with a lot of weight on board and essentially show their class. And we've seen some fabulous winners of this race in the past off big weights, the likes of Takin de Soy, Alpharuff as well um, and, Pre- and Protectorat will look to have a pretty good chance, according to the betting, 5-1 to one at the moment with SBK, um, is possibly round about the right price for a horse who comes into this with a better level of form of the others. But it's not just about him. A talking horse for so many years, Layla, who had his finest day in the sun at this meeting a couple of seasons ago. He's 13-2, to two, having his first start with Paul Nichols. Al Dancer, he's moved yards as well. He's 8-1. to one. Midnight Shadow, 10-1. to one. Caribbean tw- Boy, 12-1. to one. 30 to 1, Zanza and Galahad Quest, simply the bets at 14 to 1. Ross Miller, I'm going to come to you first because you love trying to solve a puzzle like these big handicaps. And this Paddy Park Gold Cup is shaped to be one of the better ones I've seen for a long time. How have you managed to work this out? And love to get your thoughts ahead of this race. Well, I've had a, a good two days of it, and truth told, I think I could have another 10 days and, and, and not be certain. I do love these two-and-a-half-mile handicaps around Cheltenham, uh, some of my favourite races of the year. Um, 
And it's, it's got really interesting makeup, isn't it? I mean, Protectorat is by some way uh, the standout horse in the field, but he's got a huge amount of weight. Um, you know, he was very impressive here, beating Southfield Stone 17 lengths uh, this time last year. Then went off the boil slightly. I mean, I think uh, when Canton was the wrong way round for him, he jumped out to his left that day, then had the wind up and then romped up at Aintree and, and showed the benefit of that. Um, at the price and with the weight, I'd always be keen to look further down the field. What I would say is if you're interested in him and you fancy him for this race, 31 to 1 uh, with uh, SPK for the Ryanair, you'd want to maybe take a little bit off your stake for this weekend and perhaps have a little anti-post on him because he'd be nowhere near that price if he wins this under, under this weight. Layla is interesting. He's had the wind up, but you're putting an awful lot of faith in Paul Nichols and a wind up. And I'd, I'd much rather make a selection on what I do know than what I what I wonder and it's a long time since he's shown anything near his best we're on the uh, old course here slightly sharper track I just wonder whether these days he'll have the legs for for this sort of test on on good ground then as you said Al Dancer is one of these horses that's moved stables now with Sam Thomas uh, he's got a great chance his jumping has previously been a bit sloppy I've been fortunate enough to be to Sam's yard and, um, and watch him work and they put a huge emphasis on the jumping there so be no surprise if he jumped a little bit slicker and was and was bang there. Then you've got Caribbean Boy who had fantastic fourth round Newbury. I've got him marked down as a bit of a flat track horse, best form at Haydock and Newbury. And then you've got Cool Cody, Galahad Quest, Spirit of the Games, all with chances, but all I think would perhaps prefer a little bit of uh, more cut in the ground. A favourite of mine is Midnight Shadow. He's one pound lower than a good second last year. But at the prices, the two I came down on, I split my stakes is Dayran de Karjak, um, who loves good ground. Um, he beat Pim, uh, giving him five pound, and beat him three lengths at Huntingdon on good ground. Um, and then he was only two lengths behind Midnight Shadow in the dipper off level weights, and he gets 10 pound now on Saturday. He is very in and out. You have got to forgive him perhaps two poor runs, but this first run of the season, I could see him going well. And then the other one I like is the Richard Rowe up the straight, he disappointed at Cheltenham back in April, um, but he had had a long season. Um, I'm prepared to put a line through that. Then he came back at Plumpton and looked really good. Um, he likes good ground um, and he's got good course form. He, he was a good third in a novice hurdle here, a novice handicap hurdle, um, trying to give £21 to Captain Tomcat. Um, and with Tabitha Worsley on claiming £5 on good ground, which I think is crucial, he's looked to be a suspect stayer around two mile Fort Sandon on heavy ground. I'd give him quite a good chance. So 28 to 1, Dayran de Karjak, 26 to 1 up the straight. I'd split my stakes and play them each way against the field. Fascinating. Big outsiders in this race. Um, also horses that, you know, potentially coming a bit more under the radar and uh, interesting selections from Ross. And James, that we, as Ross was saying, that this is uh, a race where Protectorat clearly has the class edge Yes, he's got a big weight. We've seen it's happen. We've seen it happen before. For you, what do you look for in horses coming into a race like this race? You know, Cool Cody won this off ten five last year. He's up a good few pounds on that. He's not getting any younger. Um, we've seen horses in varying ages win a race like this, but in general, they've been classy horses um, that are 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 in this grade or been sort of mixing in this grade for a good few seasons. Yeah. I think if you go probably eight to ten years ago, you go for a real classy second season chaser. It used to be a, 
a race where the potential open horses would, would, would dominate. That hasn't been the case in recent years. Horses like Cool Cody, who are handicappers, have gone to win. But Protectorite is interesting that we've got him this year because he does kind of fulfil that old-fashioned category, but he's got 11 stone 12. When he's good, he's very, very good. Um, I've still got that Kelso absolute disaster in, in, in the back of my mind, just two starts back. He then missed the festival and then obviously won at Aintree. He deserves to be favourites, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did put in a bad run again like he has in the past. Laylor, all week I was going to put him up, even as a nap, because I do think Paul Nichols will get him back. But it's a competitive race. It's probably more competitive than, than I anticipated, especially two months ago, three months ago, when Paul Nichols said, "This is he's come to me, this is a, the, the aim we've got for him. Um, he's run shockingly the last twice. You just worry if he does make a mistake, he, he might remember he's had some bad runs, but I do think Paul will get him back. So I'm going to go for one that's a little bit more solid. And uh, Ross has actually given me a good shout already. Midnight Shadow, Suez Mess runner. I thought runner, absolute cracker at Ancient Behind All Mankind. He really stayed on strongly um, in the closing stages and he got beat in two and a half lengths. You contrast that to last year, he was beat 31 lengths by Nuts Well. So he had a much better effort. He then went on to finish second at Cheltenham behind Challenge Street Lad in December. So He's already shown that he can prove from his comeback at Aintree to, to run well um, at this track. And I just feel he's a classy horse who often runs well in, in big races. He's a solid each way price. I think he'd definitely be in the four of Midnight Shadow. And I just think there's question marks against the classy types. Al Dance is another one you've got to give a good shout out to. Because again, Sam Thomas, he's had a fantastic uh, campaign last year. It started off well this time around. So it's a strong race. I think it'll be an absolutely cracking race. I'm really looking forward to watching it. So I'm going to go for one that I think is pretty solid in a midnight shadow. Maybe you'll be getting the HRA money, but I think it's um, a horse who's got, got a fantastic chance. Yeah, uh, midnight shadow, 10 to 1, and SBK are playing four places in this race. I think, you know, the guys have, have commented on plenty of horses with class in there. Whether they are class every time they turn up, that is the question. There's definitely chinks in a few of these horses' armour. We've seen protect rats have some absolute shockers. We've seen Layla have shockers. Caribbean boys, definitely a classy horse, but needs it all to click. For me, a horse that's sort of coming up in terms of um, it keeps on improving. And I was really surprised to see him at the price he is, is paint the dream for Virgil O'Brien and Connor Brace on board. He is up to a career high mark of 152 after a very good win last time out um, at Chepstow. But he just never puts in a bad bad run he does have a long way to find on protector app based on their run this time last year but he seems to be improving um race after race and at the price of 21 to 1 i think that's a huge huge price um with the four places at, at, at an each way uh, bet so paint the dream for me for the virgo o'brien yard um plenty of value here and around um if you aren't going for protector rats and Layla is also sort of making that, making a lot of the others a slightly bigger prices because he is the talking horse. Whether Paul Nichols can do his miracles, you know, he had all those Jared Sullivan horses last year, the likes of Lorena, et cetera. It doesn't always work. It's not always easy. And they've got a big old hill to climb when they move over to Paul Nichols. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a big ass and will be a massive training performance. So fascinating race uh the feature race on saturday at cheltenham plenty of others in terms of a betting prospect that we want to get our teeth into the 250 is the three mile paddy power games handicap hurdle a listed race 
where Prashima is currently 11 to 4 at the top of the market. Dragon Bones is 5 to 1. Bally Millsy is 11 to 2. Kansas City Chief, who gave a really memorable performance at Cheltenham uh, last time uh, he won. Um, brilliant day in the sun for his connections. He's 15 to 2. Valentino Dancer is 11 to 1, along with Honor Gathering Storm and Sporting John. Fascinating to see him in this lineup after a long time and over hurdles. Another horse, uh, Ross, that we're saying, haven't seen um, over hurdles for a while. He's had a wind up, plenty of horses coming into this with, you know, a little sort of little niches that their trainers have done over the summer just to get them back and revitalize them. Um, he might just have it up against him, but this is a tricky race to work out. This is a very tricky race. I, I'm surprised to see Sporting John declared actually on, on ground that is definitely going to be on the, on, the, on the good side of good to soft. Um, I, I struggle to find any strain of form with him where he can do it on anything other than soft ground. That said, he's five pound lower over hurdles than, than fences, but I, I find it difficult to make a compelling argument for him. Prashima, I think, is a, is a, is a worthy favourite. Um, he travelled very well into the race at Weatherby two weeks ago behind Indefatigable. And given how well he travelled into the race, I was just a bit disappointed with his finishing effort. And I would have him as a slightly questionable stayer over this stiff track at, at three miles. Um, I'm not convinced by that, but at, at the price he is, I'm prepared to, to look elsewhere. Uh, Bally Millsy and Dragon Bones are well matched in terms of the market and on form. Um, Bally Millsy tipping up at the last when they met at Worcester. Um, I think Dragon Bones was probably getting the better of the argument at the time. That was off level weights and Dragon Bones now gets three pounds from him and gets Charlie Todd's three pound claim. So from a win perspective, uh, I think Dragon Bones is where I'd be looking. But further down the market, at the bottom of the market, and I, and I might be taking leave of my senses now, is uh, Doros Piergi, who's now with Chris Honor, um, having come from Willie Mullins. He's had a very long time off the track uh, before reappearing at Chepstow a couple of weeks ago. And he travelled very well for a long way, albeit at the back of the field. It clearly wasn't going to be his day. It was clearly there for a fitness run. And then turning in, he got tired and wasn't given a hard time. Um, Chris Honor is a very capable trainer. He had Tyle Tapper and Grumpy Charlie last year. Um, and this horse is now down to a mark of 127. And back in May 2019, a long time ago, I know, at Punchestown, he was beaten just one and a half lengths off a mark of 135 by Mr. Adjudicator, who's now on a mark of 157. It perhaps takes a little leap of faith that 34 to 1 with SBK. I just thought he's a horse of clear ability on good ground, three miles. Uh, I'd be having a little bit on him each way. Interesting. Well, Ross is going big on both these uh, good handicaps and some nice each way selections um, here. And in what is James tricky, tricky race to work out. Uh, plenty of horses coming in with it. With for me, slight question mark is about the trip, especially on this good ground. Um, but where are you and how have you worked this one out? I didn't think it was as strong a race as it probably should be for um, this meeting at Cheltenham. There's no real Irish contenders. We've got an outsider um, shoot time, but I don't think the British horses are that strong at this discipline. Now, Prashima, he was good in the flats. He was third in the Melrose as a three-year-old, third in the London Plate at four, and then the same owners kept him, but they switched him to Dan Skelton's for, for a jumping campaign, and it's generally gone pretty well. He won nicely at Cheltenham in the April meeting by, by six and a half lengths. That only came off one, two, nine. He is... £16 higher since then. We fired up at Aintree in May. Chepstow was an OK comeback. And then I thought he ran a cracker 
stepped up the three miles last time at Weatherby. Yes, he might not be the strongest of stayers compared to the, the proper National Hunt horses. However, the ground's on the quick side. Bally Millsy, I think he might be better on, a, on proper soft ground. He, he wanted to Warwick on heavy ground quite nicely and I saw him run well behind Jaffwa on soft ground. So I know he he's very effective when, it, when, when the rain does fall. So that's a quite question mark for Bally Millsy. Dragon Bones and Honor Gathering Storm, again, I don't think it was a very good three-mile novice that uh, Barden San Loud beat them both here at the track last time. So I don't think they were that great off marks 130 and, and 132 respectively. So f- for me, it isn't a great race. Um, I could see Vicky Melzard having another good riding of Kansas City Chief, who absolutely loved it out in front last time when he won. He's only actually five pound higher. He could run a decent race. But I think even at 11 to four, normally in these kind of handicaps, you can kind of find some big price ones. And I just felt actually the favourite. I thought he's really solid myself, and I think the Scotland's have a, a good chance of landing a nice prize here. Yeah, eleven to four back Prashima looks to be the best horse in the race based on what he's done recently. Anyway, Kansas City Chief, you've made the case. I was thinking, why not? Why not up five pounds? I yes, he's a twelve-year-old. Um, Victor Malzard obviously takes off a nice. Um, helpful seven, um, which will um, benefit this horse who just looks to be in great form and they're making hay while the sun shines with this horse. I like to think that he could come back and have a big shout again. He is 15 to two now, um, half the price he was when he won at, at Cheltenham last month. But look, it is, as James was saying, a weak enough race. And a horse like this, who is in good order, uh, might just enjoy, um, especially could just enjoy a bit of the run of the race anyway, um, and make the most of um, a race which could just, I don't know, just might just fall apart a little bit. So interesting to see, especially horses who might not like the ground, um, which by the looks of it, with this warmish weather, it's going to get quicker and quicker as we get to Saturday and a day of racing tomorrow. Um, as well so we'll head into the 325 um, where we've got an intermediate handicap hurdle over two mile five furlongs this another good race in terms from a betting proposition but plenty of horses here that are unexposed um who are come on on a bit of the upgrade some um, nice nice trainers got some good options here ollie murphy has only got a few runners this weekend at cheltenham and mackleduff is currently four to one just behind unexpected party at three to one for the skeletons who have a heap of runners uh, this weekend benson is eight to one good time johnny for the irish tony martin sends him over he is 11 to one with gal road and pyramid palace and capilano bridge and an interesting sort Breffney Boy, who had followed off a cliff last season, has his first start with Philip Hobbs, and he is 13 to 1. Ross, I like this race. I think this is a little bit more fascinating. I can make a case for a few more um, of these than I could have done in the last race. Uh, how did you find it? Yeah, again, a, a really interesting race with some progressive, progressive horses in it. Uh, the, the horse I really like in this race, and he's been a bit disappointing is, is Gal Road and Nigel Twiston Davis. I mean, he looked really impressive when winning at Newbury. Uh, he gave £9 and a five-length beating to, to Good Ball, who's now one three four, 3 4 And he didn't go through with it after that. He was very disappointing at Cheltenham. His comeback run at Chepstow, I think you really could have expected more. But he is down now to a mark of one three four, which is only £3 above his mark when he won at Newbury. Um, and at 11 to 1, I thought he was a nice price, but he has got to go through with it. And you just question whether this two and a half mile trip is going to suit really well if he can be a bit keen. 
Um, but he's a horse of undoubted ability and I would like to see him step back to where he was. But looking again <laughs> further down the market, go hard or go home, um, a horse that I thought was really fascinating for, for Neil Moore Holland is Vis-a-Vis. Um, hasn't run over hurdles for 982 days. It's been running on the flat, so it hasn't been an injury problem. So that there must have been a reason there. But his, his, his two runs over hurdles, uh, second in a novice hurdle, beaten two length by Hill 16. He's now on a mark of 132. And then second in a maiden, beaten six lengths by Storm Arising from Paul Nichols on a mark of 139. Now, he runs here off a mark of 119. He's been running perfectly well on the flat. Uh, two and a half miles, he's, he's a stare on the flat. I just thought at 17 to one from an interesting angle, um, he'd, he'd be my play here um, and, and hope that I haven't totally lost leaving my senses. <laughs> yeah, we've had some big old selections from you, Ross, today, but this, of all of them, last win comes back in 2018. There's been a long time between drinks for this horse, who's been, as you say, running all right, but... Um, Nilmar Holland, you know, trying to get him back. That would be a huge training performance over over hurdles in a race like this. And it's a, a ballsy move entering into a race like this at Cheltenham. Um, so they must think a lot of him. And this is a, 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 a mega selection in terms of uh, essentially a horse that obviously showed a bit of promise. But why would they necessarily elect to not come back to hurdles for so long? Is that something that would bother you or you just, you know... You just, it, yeah, there's, method, there's method in the madness. <laughs> I, I just think, why are they coming back for this? If they don't feel there's an angle there to exploit, why, is, why are they not coming back over hurdles in a quiet little mid, you know, race meeting down in the West Country? Um, Neil Moore Holland would be up there with the most astute trainers in the country for my money. Um, and it, it was just enough angles there and enough interest. And like I said, those two pieces of form over hurdles perfectly adequate it's not like he hasn't run over hurdles because he didn't take to it because he clearly did um so yeah it was it was interesting enough for me yeah well on 10 stone nine he's actually not the lowest rated in the race um he's uh he's rated one one nine for this so an intro fascinating selection from ross um and jamie moore on board which is a it's a nice booking as well as you say a man a man riding uh, possessed at the moment so Great to see him aboard vis-a-vis. And to James, um, have you looked outside of the most obvious selections? Are you going to go a little bit more wild like Ross? Well, I don't think vis-a-vis is actually crazy choice. Um, I kind of looked at him just because he was an interesting angle in, in, in the fact that the hurdle form, as Ross mentioned, was pretty strong. Carlisle and Count in a couple of seconds. I imagine he had a leg injury. Um, he was withdrawn on the 12th of April 2019 and didn't reappear for 494 days. So um, my just concern was, why didn't they even give him a go over jumps last year? But his free flight efforts haven't been bad this campaign. Form figures 6th, 8th and 3rd, but actually he's only been beaten a couple of lengths and, and two occasions. So I wouldn't rule out the V at all. I think Ross has actually got a nice each-way angle. But I think Tony Martin um, has got one here. I like the Irish Raiders at this meeting and the handicapper over here, the British handicapper has raised the Irish horses quite a bit, probably on the back of, of Cheltenham where, where they had such success and so not many Irish horses have come over, but good time, Johnny. He is one, Tony Martin, um, especially a few years ago, was regarded as definitely the shrewdest trainer in, in Irish race. And he perhaps hasn't had the same kind of success in recent years, but I still respect his, his opinion when bringing one over. This was a horse that came ninth from the champion bumper 
behind Fernie Hollow. He wasn't disgraced on that occasion. He split the glancing queen, who's now rated 1 3 1 over hurdles, one over fences at Bangor yesterday, impressively. And one true king, he finished 10th. He ended up 1 3 2 at his peak over hurdles. So the fact is, he's taken a little while to get the hanger jump in, but a mark of 1 2 6. Uh, it could still be fair on, on the bumper form. It is £15 higher than what he won on at Goron uh, back on the 1st of October, but he's pretty impressive. He was 6-4 to favourite on that occasion. So the money was down and he absolutely took off in the closing stages. Again, I, I think some of these British handicappers, they are a little bit exposed to the Irish Raider coming over. I think he's very, very interesting. Again, in each way angle, um, he, he's the one for me. I just felt that despite the British handicapper putting up £6 for running over here, I thought he was a, was a good price at around about 11 to 1 of SBK. Initially, I really liked Unexpected Party. I thought that was a eye-catching win and handicap debut at uh, Weatherby just 15 days ago. But it was a 0 to 110, so there wasn't much strength and depth for the contest. And I watched back his banger return over two mile, admittedly. But when he came under pressure, he didn't actually find a great deal off the bridle. And that was a little bit of a worry for me because he will come under off the bridle, I imagine, in a bit of a stronger race today he's had wind surgery in the past um, before he ever ran so there might just be a little bit of wind issue so despite the fact that he looked very good to the grey Marceline Gelden that uh, Weatherby I was a little bit unsure and McElduff very similar he's um, won both his um, hurdles this campaign that obviously had a break in between but that was a bunch finish at Aintree it might be tougher here for £7 higher mark so I was going to go Tony Martin Irish Raider good time Johnny yeah, they know how to upset our party, do the Irish, and Good Time Johnny is yeah one of uh, the couple of uh, interesting raiders coming over this weekend from Ireland, but not a wild suggestion at all. I Interesting, both James and Ross, vis-a-vis, an each-way play, at least for this race, 17-1 to 1 with SBK, an unusual profile, but it's great to get confidence in both our guys um, ahead of this race, which is looks competitive and this is definitely an intriguing angle so one that I really really enjoy getting both of your thoughts on this for me another horse that's had wind surgery looks like most of the horses in the country have this summer uh, but Benson for Dr Richard Newland comes into this off a long long layoff for 329 days not seen since uh, uh, running fourth um, at Ascot in the big handicap but not so sleepy one and if you go back and watch that race it is unbelievable where he comes from he's not in the picture coming to the final hurdle he makes huge strides and finds a second win uh, that was over two miles he does have a few more furlongs to find to, on Saturday but it looks like he needed that through and through um, he's had that win surgery as I said and uh, he's here at eight to one slightly skinny for me possibly after such a long time off um, but I do think that he um, is a horse that possibly is still handicapped competitively enough, um, uh, perhaps to run all right in this race um, with a lot of horses that are slightly, you know, essentially um, unexpected party. McElduff don't have as much of experience as some of these do coming into this. So an interesting race, big selections um, for our days on Saturday. And hopefully that will set, up, set us up well for Sunday, uh, where we've got the Greatwood Hurdle, a big old race, but we're going to look at the Schler Chase 220, where we'll see the return of the champion chase heroine, put the kettle on for Henry de Bromed, who loves it round Cheltenham. Her stats here are brilliant. Um, she comes back um, to 
take it up again with um, Nube Negra, who ultimately possibly unlucky when he was second against her in the champion chase. Put the Catalan obviously won this race last year. Great clash if they both make their way and are declared. We're obviously recording this on Thursday. We get confirmations tomorrow. Sky Pirate, Politolog, they're all in there as well. Um, but Ross put the kettle on at seven to four. I think, you know, she looks like a mare that's pretty unstoppable when it comes at Cheltenham. Nube Negra, two to one. Sky Pirate, five to one with Politolog. Uh, can Nube Negra get his revenge? What do you think? Yeah, I think I think he can. Um, put the kettle on. She's a really admirable mare, and you've got to feel she probably doesn't get the credit, even now, having won the champion chase, that she deserves. And she, she, she rocked up at the Arkle entirely unregarded and won that. She then came back to the Schler and, you know, wasn't particularly fancy for that and won that, and then came and won the champion chase. I, that, that said, I'm going to go against her. I, I do think Nubra Negra was unlucky in the champion chase. I think you can make a case for a couple being unlucky in the champion chase. He certainly was. Um, he didn't jump the last fluently, lost momentum and, and rattled home. Um, I know Put the Kettle On has got form on this good ground, but I think it's really going to suit Nubra Negra. And I think the way the race will be run will as well. I think Politolog and, and Let's Hope Rouge Viff runs they will set a searing gallop. They're both going to want to go forward. I think that's going to suit Nubinegra down to the ground. I think Harris Scout will be able to travel away um, and a strong pace. And I just think on this, on this quick ground, on the old course, which is a bit more of a speed test, um, I, I think he will have the measure of her. That said, um, it'll be one of those bets that if I'm beaten and, and it's her that beats me, I, I certainly won't mind because I think she's an absolutely super mare. Um, and exactly what we need in in the sport. Yeah, she really is. And Henry de Bromhead has been brilliant bringing her over. Um, great to have her in this race. Um, and look, James, I think that my own slight question mark, I was having a look through Henry de Bromhead, how his horses are running. They had a slow enough start to the season, but they really rejuvenated themselves recently and Rachel Blackmore being part of the fold as well. They're having a great time back home in Ireland um, and put the kettle on. Perhaps was just coming into that celebration chase at Sandown when she was last seen, just slightly tired after a long season. Um, but, you know, she actually had a good amount of time in between her races. So it was it was slightly disappointing that she wasn't able to confirm her Cheltenham Festival run but it is all about Cheltenham for me she just performs so well at this track and as Ross was saying if Politolog runs it sets the race up really nicely for her well she's four from four at Cheltenham I think she's so much better here at Cheltenham than anywhere else and I think personally she's got two aims all year the slur in the champion chase I think she showed at Leopardstown at Christmas where Shaq and Porsois firmly put her in their place she's not quite as good certainly over there and Sandown was disappointing a mayor at season. I know she didn't have a long season, but she clearly she had a lot of training for those two contests. And I think she might be even fitter this year than what she was last year. Because it's definitely a stronger race. It's an absolute cracker of a contest here. And I think I couldn't put you off five of them, really. I'm looking forward to watching it. She is my most likely winner because I think this is probably her target out of the, the whole lot. Uh, Nuba Negra. I would imagine the Scotlands have got bigger targets, but I think he's a very, very good horse. And, and Ross's point that the race might just set up nicely for him, I think that's a good one because Plitalog, he does like to go on. 
Um, put the kettle on. Obviously, she likes to go on and, and rogue this. I imagine first time for Paul, he probably wouldn't want Bryony and Harry to be taking each other on in front. So, so those two might not go flat out early on, but it might well set up nicely for him. I just think there could be bigger targets as such for, for Nuba Negra, especially at Desert Orchid at, at Kempton, which he, he won last year, and obviously building up towards Champion Chase um, in, in March. Sky Pirate, he's the one that's got fitness on his side. Is he good enough? Potentially not. Politolog, Paul has been quoted as saying he's a little bit shocked at how big a price Politolog is because he is the, the Tingle Creek winner. Didn't get to see him in a champion chase. He was drawn literally half an hour before the race started. Um, so we didn't really get to see what he could have done last year. I think he would have figured in champion chase. So he's he's probably the one that's overpriced. But against that, I do think putting the kettle on, uh, I think she's our winner at 7-4. She does get a little bit of a weight advantage as well, being the mayor, and that does help when it comes to these races where these battling qualities that both these horses have, and as you say, Politolog doesn't lie down either in a fight. So we could just see, and that's what I'm hoping, we could just see a bit of a fight as they climb up that hill. Uh, and for me, I just think put the kettle on. At the age of seven, I, I feel like she's been around for a lot longer, but only only seven, as is Nubi Negra, um, who has just confirmed himself to be a quality horse in this fair last season um, at seven to four. I think that's, I think that's a nice price for this mare for Henry de Bromhead. Right guys, we've gone through some great racing for Cheltenham this weekend. Um, we've got some good prices as well for more, the more, the betting races, because it is disappointing that there are some not so uh, easy races to get into when there's a small, small field. So we've skipped those purposefully. But as we always do at the end of the week, uh, end of end of the podcast for the weekend racing, like to get everyone's one nap and each way selection. So I will start with Ross first. Okay, so for my for my nap, keeping on my my, my theme of the uh, theme of the week, I'm looking at the twelve thirty, uh, the juvenile hurdle, uh, and uh, a dosh the filly. Um, she's a nine to one nap. Uh, she tipped up three out on her last run, but she was absolutely hat cantering it's too far out to say with any certainty she would have definitely won but i'm prepared to think that she would have gone very close the winner porticello has got a mark of 134 she gets the phillies allowance here uh, against the poor nichols hot pot um and she'll do for me i was very impressed with what she was doing before she tipped up and then for my next best uh i'll stick with the lunacy and i'll, I'll say vis-a-vis i think there's an interesting angle there Mark of 119 could be way below what he's capable of. Fabulous. Bit wild, but we love it. So thank you to Ross for his two um, selections for this weekend uh, and good prices. That's what we want. We love a bit of juice in our prices. Um, so let's hope that those materialise. And for James, a nap and an each way selection. Yeah, I think that three mile handicap on the Saturday is not the strongest race by Chapman Standard. So Prashima is my nap. No Ross Miller. Double figure prices, though, for me. I just think he's very solid. He's a good flat horse, third and under plate as a four year old. He looked good when he won in April at the track. And I thought that was a cracking effort behind Indefatigable last time. I think his rivals just don't have the class he does um, in this kind of contest. So, Bashima is, is a nap of the day. I'm going to take Ross on. I think he, he's made a good shot for Bizzavi, but I think hopefully I've got a better one in, in the Irish Raid, a good time Johnny. But he's currently around about 11 to 1. So, he's an each way price which I think is important because um, if Vizavi did go and beat me, it wouldn't be quite so bad uh, with Good Time Johnny. He was ninth from Charity Bumper a couple of years ago. 
Um, Dapp's real strong form. He took a little while to get the hang of hurdling. However, good fell at Listowel back in September against one three five horses, and then he bolted up on a six four favourite last time at Goran. The handicapper, the English handicapper, has put him up fifteen pound. He's six pound higher than his Irish rating, but he's the only Irish raider um, that, that's really worth considering. And I just think he's still well treated. So good time, Johnny is the next best. Fabulous. So some nice prices there. Um, as you say, vis-a-vis 17 to 1. Good time, Johnny. 11 to 1. I am going to just add a little um, rounded feel to this and uh, a couple of my selections and not in the races that you guys have chosen. I think at 7 to 4, the nap has to be put the kettle on as it stands. I think that she will shorten uh, for the Schler chase. As James was saying earlier, 4 from 4 at Cheltenham. She'll, I'm pretty confident she'll make that five from five in a race that is essentially a, 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 a target for her and a great way to begin her season. Um, outside of that, um, I'm going to go for the Paddy Power Gold Cup, um, a race which is going to be fascinating to watch with a lot of classy horses and a horse on the up is Paint the Dream, 21 to one, a very solid each way chance and SBK are paying four places. So plenty to look forward to, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, for us to mull over this and um, come this time next week uh, where we'll be looking ahead to the Betfair Chase and Good Racing Ascot. So uh, again, the racing just comes in thick and fast. So thank you very much for joining me. And for everyone listening, make sure to subscribe, to like, and enjoy uh, the racing this weekend. And I hope we found a few tasty winners for you at some good prices as well so thank you for joining us again